Welcome to the Knowles 24-7 podcast. I'm Brendan Sinone, and joining me over Skype right now is Josh Newberg. A little bit of a condensed version of what we normally do. It's just going to be Josh and myself today because we have both Bob Ferrante and Chris Nee running on about, what, four or five hours of sleep here after uh, covering uh, the doubleheader in baseball over the, the weekend and, you know, rain delay and Florida State wins in dramatic uh, fashion, Auburn to push the game back. So we'll have more on that. Uh, as you guys uh, you know, we'll have more on baseball tomorrow whenever the, the series ends, and, and that'll be Tuesday, and we can kind of do either a post-mortem for Florida State or, more positively, a, uh, a what's looked ahead as Florida State advances. So uh, one or the other, we'll have you guys covered uh, one way or the other there. So let's talk about uh, recruiting with Josh, and, uh, and let me just say this, guys. Take a deep breath. I'm an anxious person. I uh, tend to dwell on the negative. I'm here to say it's going to be okay with Taraja Mitchell. Josh, is it going to be okay, or you're you're not as much about walking uh, walking the people through the uh, walking them through the process, or at least not talking them down, right? You're trying to just provide a little perspective here today. Good afternoon, Brandon. How you doing? Oh, or am I Great supposed to, be to on here? Oh, am I supposed to say hi to you? I mean, uh, I'm saying hi to you. Hi, I'm doing fantastic. That's great, man. It's a great <laughs> day to be on this Knowles 24/7 podcast. Uh, no Chris Nee, no Bob. I think this is how we should do it from now on. And you're in a noticeably better mood as well, um, which Am I, I? yeah, compared to I was a little concerned about you last week with the podcast. A little, a little mopey. I think you had some things on no, your mind. It's a great day, man. Any <laughs> any day that uh, I can talk and Chris Nee can is a good day. Well, I think that's what the real what we're getting to here is. It's not that you're necessarily in a better mood just because of the day. You're in a better mood because there's no Chris and no one to really kind of step on your toes. You have the entire recruiting platform uh, to it. yourself. That's all I need. Yep. I just need the entire platform. All right, let's go. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> Mitchell Tar- Taraja Mitchell and I just learned how to pronounce his name so I'm kind of bummed out that he's not coming to Florida State uh he, he guys for, for those of you who didn't don't follow recruiting and I assume most of you listening are he uh, committed to Florida or he, sorry excuse me did not commit to Florida State he committed to Ohio State over Florida State uh, on Friday so it kind of set a negative tone for the weekend so yeah Josh run with it there what what, yeah, what how, cl- how close now, was he uh, this is a this was a interesting recruitment the way that Ohio State just came on late and Florida State had been recruiting this kid for two-plus years. Odell Hagens was his primary recruiter. We know Odell's uh, track record when he gets in on guys this early. You know, he, he almost always lands his man, especially in that area yeah. of Virginia, Maryland, Baltimore, you know, the DMV area. Uh, Odell has, has really struck golden year after year. So we all thought, uh, dating back to last summer, when Chris Nee and I both put our crystal ball picks in for Mitchell, that it would be a matter of when, not if. Um, and it even looked like that, you know, into the, into the late, uh, months of 2016, talking November, December, even January, you know, it still felt like, uh, Mitchell was all FSU. We saw, what was the crystal ball stuff right before? Didn't it kind of shift pretty, not drastically, but like the day of like people started kind of jumping in Ohio State a little bit. Yeah. I think word started getting out and it was a situation where, um, I was in contact with I was in contact, close contact with uh, both sides of this thing, sources on both sides of this. And I knew at least up until like six to eight hours prior to the commitment, he had not informed either staff of his decision one way or another. So at that point, I mean, say I had a clean slate and I was going to put a crystal ball prediction in the last couple of days, it probably would have been Ohio State. But I didn't have like a smoking gun. I didn't have anything that would be like, all right, Josh, you need to flip your crystal ball from Ohio State to Florida State. It felt like I did. 
it just, I didn't, ha- I just didn't have that piece of evidence. I didn't have anybody jump up on the table and say, no, you're wrong. He is going to Ohio state, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that I trust at least. Um, I just think Florida state walked into a buzzsaw. I mean, Ohio state's going to places in the, in the country that they don't usually go to. They're going into Georgia. They're going into South Florida. They're going into Virginia. Now they're, they're just taking everybody. I don't know if there was a, another team in the country if Florida State was going head-to-head to them, that they would have lost out on Taraja Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect storm. You know, Ohio State's been red hot on the recruiting trail. Um, Florida State's been a little bit stagnant, uh, as we always see about this time, but that's when Taraja was going to set his decision date. Taking a look back on it in hindsight, I think the turning point of his recruitment was – Florida State's inability to get him on campus for junior day in February because that actually coincides with when Ohio State starts making that push and starts getting the foot in the door. And then, you know, they bust it wide open when they get him on campus in April. Um, So I think Florida State, had they been able to get him on campus for junior day, maybe stems the tide. Maybe Ohio State doesn't get their foot in the door at that point. So, and hey, maybe Taraja Mitchell decides to commit when he's on campus in February. None of that happened, though. Um, Florida State did get him on campus in May prior to his uh, decision date, and they they did as well as they could have. I don't think Florida State did anything to lose to Roger Mitchell. I think Ohio State made a great run at him. Florida State made a great run at him. And look, when you're good, when you're a top tier elite prospect like Roger Mitchell, you're picking between two powerhouse programs. It doesn't matter where you go. You know, either one's going to be a great fit for him. It's up to him to be how great he's going to be. It's not about the program. So I think it just came down to where he was comfortable at. I don't know if this recruitment's going to be over. Um, I think if Taraja gives Florida State any indication that he'd still like to be recruited by Florida State, I I certainly think that they'll follow up with that. Um, There's sometimes we see guys and we talk about guys and he commits and it's immediately, well, he's off the board now. You know, they won't, you know, they're done with him. I don't think that's the case with Mitchell just because of the time, energy, and resources that they invested over the last two years in him. Well, that was you kind of read my mind. I was going to ask, you know, because I think a lot of people are wondering if it's over as he commits so early, there's still so much time that that can happen between now and, and signing day. Um, but Florida State, before we go into what, you know, where Florida State, I guess, is going from here, what the plan B is, what did Mitchell, like, where was he on their board? I'm assuming pretty darn high, highest at the position, but, but what would he have meant? to this class as far as kind of that bell cow piece. I mean, my assumption is yeah. a pretty special player. That would have meant a lot to, to get that guy and that presence he has in that, in that Tidewater region too. Yeah, it would have been big uh, just because of the stage that he was committing on. You know, he did a really good job of hyping up his recruitment and um, it would have made waves in the recruiting world. Mm-hmm. I think he did, a, you know, he did a good job of, uh, playing his hand close to his vest and just making the decision that was right for him. So going looking big picture at Florida State linebacker recruit, I think, you know, first off, well, before we get there, like what was the reaction? I haven't seen a whole lot of, you know, in my time covering Florida State. I've only been here for a year. Uh, Mm -hmm. The message board, I haven't seen a whole lot of recruiting meltdowns. (laughs) This wasn't, I guess, as bad as some other ones. Uh, Where would you – you put the way that the, the guys kind of responded to, to I don't this. think it was too bad, mostly because of the Friday night news. Mm-hmm. Uh, for such a great linebacker and, and such a big-time prospect, I don't know why he decided to commit at 7 p.m. on a Friday night, <laughs> which is traditionally when P- 
people try to dump news and nobody find out about it. So I think that kind of hedged the the anger and rage that we saw on the Knowles 24-7 message board. I think a lot of people were out, you know, living their life. They didn't really care what a 17-year-old, where his decision to go to college was going to be. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot of questions that are worth asking, and there's a lot of uh, reason for, for people to to maybe be upset about it just because of the time, energy, resources, like we mm-hmm. talked about earlier, that Florida State invested. So, yeah, it's a it's a loss. It's a it's a loss. Um, I don't know if I consider it a big loss just because of the position and who's still on the board and, and where Florida State can go for there. Um, but they'll lick their wounds and they'll get through it. Yeah, I, Both the coaching staff and the message board, Brendan. I only got two down votes, but I always assume one of those is from Chris Snee, so I'm not sure who the other one was. So yeah, people weren't too salty, just just mildly, I think. Um, but but one thing that I kept seeing and I'm trying to you know I don't want to know about debunking the theory, but people were getting all mad about about Bill Miller, the linebacker coach, and saying he has something to do with it. And man, I I think you you said it well, Josh. Is that is that guy like Taraja Mitchell is going to go where he wants to go and be really good? And and yeah, he said you know Ohio State's linebacker coach was the reason why he committed. But that's every kid in the history of ever has said you know the position coach is a big reason why they committed. Um, so that kind of prompted me to at least go and start looking at. At linebacker recruiting in, in recent years, I mean, you know, 2016 class, you had Dontavius Jackson and Josh Brown. Those are both All-American type of guys, and and you know, top 15 at their positions. You know, Dontavius Jackson was fourth. So, yeah, it's not like blue chip guys aren't considering Florida State because the linebacker coach is older or whatever. I, I think the more alarming issue, at least for Florida State, is. Uh, they're getting better. They're starting to kind of stockpile some talent at linebacker, but man, they've had some really, really, really bad luck at the position. Um, just going to read a couple numbers for you real quick, Josh. So not including the last 2016 class and 2017 classes. So the guys who've had a chance to, to really have time to contribute uh, between 2013 and 2015, I've had 10 linebacker, 10 linebacker commits. So three of those guys have transferred one changed positions. That was Freddie Stevenson to fullback. Another one's been injured and never really played. Uh, that's Delvin Purifoy, and then you have Shamar Kilby Lane, who sat out all of uh, his what would have been a sophomore season with academics. So basically, three guys from that group have become consistent contributors or starters. That's Matthew Thomas, Roderick Hoskins, and Jacob Pugh. Um, and all those guys are still, you know, kind of kind of living up to their production as you know as recruits. Although you know Matthew Thomas is just starting to get there, Jacob Pugh just looks like he's starting to get there. Um, has this been an issue, you know, for Florida State, you know, either stockpiling talent or retaining it? You know, where's the, I guess, the discrepancy coming if you think there is any at all with with the type of guys that they're bringing in versus the production they're getting at the position the last few years? That's interesting because um, you got to look at it from a talent perspective first and foremost. And you know, they're bringing these guys in for a reason, mm-hmm. which is because they can play ball. The attrition at the position is concerning concerning but i wouldn't say it's alarming Mm -hmm. uh because they do still have the top end talent there and and you can always infuse it with some juco talent like we saw donis thomas brought in and that supplements the linebacker class and kind of bridges the gap between some of the players that they lost and some of the players that have just come in and and started at Fortis. um but i think you got to look at it individually in each one um i don't think it's a case of recruiting poor character or poor grades because everybody that Florida State took and signed was offered by dozens of other schools yeah. and, and still recruited until the very end by several schools. So 
it was something that, you know, no, no colleges can really fully project. Um, but that's why you take so many. That's why you take them year after year. Florida State only uses two, lucky, lucky for them. Yep. I think if they were in a situation where they needed more linebackers on the field, you know, their depth would be very thin. But seeing how they utilize their linebackers and their scheme, I don't think it's a major issue. I think it's, I think it's an issue for the for the hardcore fans that know the third and fourth string of the depth chart and you know follow these kids for two years into high out of high school into the college. So some of the fans will will see an issue with this, but overall, I mean, when you look at the product on the field, I don't think Florida State's really lacking at linebacker. I think they got two studs coming up in Jackson and Brown, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think this year they really only need two. So Mitchell would have probably closed out the class. Yeah. Yeah. Moving forward, I think that they they need one. I think they would be open to signing the third to go with Gainer, the next commit. The third commit would be a situation where if it's an elite guy that they have a shot at down the stretch or something, um, they wouldn't turn him away. All right, so let, let's move on from Mitchell because it looks like Florida State is a little bit. Everyone, I'm here to tell you once again, it's going to be okay. Florida State does a pretty darn good job of rebounding and recovering from these type of things. Obviously, it hurts, but um, you know, I think this coaching staff, in terms of its evaluation, has shown that it, it's able to rebound and, and find guys pretty quickly, um, although Mitchell was special. So let, let's look at some other recruiting stuff, Josh. You mentioned uh, Joshua Moore, and I feel like it's every single week that we're, we're talking about him at this point, which is kind of a... a I think has to do with his the way he kind of promotes himself and he does a good job of that uh what's the latest of of the wide receiver and kind of what uh what's going on with florida state and him right now with joshua moore he in the top three today of florida state nebraska texas a&m uh, nothing earth shattering for me in that he did say in the interview with taylor ham of our gigum 24 7 site that he does plan to visit fsu sometime before his decision he told me back in april or back in may that he was going to make his visit to fsu today june 5th Mm -hmm. that has not happened um i've been involved with tracking this thing almost every day i'm talking to people close to his recruitment and i know that they're trying it's a money issue uh with all the flights and the hotels and stuff Mm -hmm. i just i don't know josh Mm -hmm. He's been saying since he left campus in February that he's coming back to Florida State for a visit. I don't think it's him um, trying to deceive anybody. I think it's what we see time and time again with these kids. It's hard to travel, especially out of state. Um, you know, I've, I've always had the stance if he doesn't visit June 5th, then I'm done covering Josh Moore because he's not coming to FSU. And I said on the last podcast that a good source that's involved in his recruitment told me, you know, that's not really the case and that Florida state probably could still land or has a great shot at landing. him, even if he doesn't make this visit because he's been upfront and honest, his mom has been on the phone with Florida state. He's been on the phone with Florida state. Um, I'm just relaying what I'm being told. I don't know if I, I'm skeptical of that. I kind of wish I could just right now, you know, since he's not visiting, wipe my hands clean of Josh Moore's recruitment, but it seems like I'm going to have to wait this thing out till June 18. Well, the positive news is he did a top three list this time, not a top 12 or 15 or whatever it was last time. So we're making progress uh, in that, and that's something that you actually cover and write about. But yeah, June 18th coming up, and uh, like you said, Josh, it's June 5th as we're recording this, and uh, 
hey, yeah, if he doesn't, you know, make it make it over soon, I mean, that's you know, the time's running out to make a make a visit before then. But like you said, that may or may not be the uh, difference maker. It's something about the name Josh that makes guys a little flighty and and unstable or unpredictable. Fair, fair to say. Uh, yeah, people are always uncomfortable in greatness. I think you know. <laughs> so it's just all right. Speaking of greatness, we make people feel uncomfortable. Speaking of greatness, uh, let's skip to uh, Grant Gannell at quarterback, 2019 guy, uh, blue chip, one of the best quarterbacks in his class, a uh, guy that Florida State has kind of zeroed in on as the guy in that class at quarterback. Um, and what do you have for this there? Update, I don't think people – we're supposed to be trying to make people more relaxed. I don't think this is going to help a whole lot, though. Deep breath. <laughs> I have very good reason to believe that Grant Gannell – is going to commit to Texas A&M soon, maybe sooner than this podcast goes up. I don't, I don't know exactly when, Brendan, you're going to get this up. Are you, you, know, are you saying that I take a with it? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, Grant Canel may not have been committed by the time this podcast goes up, or maybe he is. Uh, it's an interesting development, though, huh? Yeah, that's that's some good scoop. It, it's a uh, well, it, depending on who you are, it's good scoop. But um, yeah, I mean that's kind of. We, we feel like we're always talking about quarterback and who the guys for Florida State, and they're kind of been playing catch-up. And, you know, Gunnell was at least someone that I thought that they were in a really good spot with. They were, if you didn't get the guy in 2018 that you wanted, at least you were in a really good spot for him. Yeah, and Gunnell, let's be clear, Gunnell does not fall under the category of where FSU needed to – where they were falling behind because they got Gunnell on campus last summer. Yep. They got Gunnell on campus for a spring game. Uh, he's already planning to come back. So in this term, in this recruitment, you know, you got to look at everyone differently. This is not one where Florida State fell behind. Uh, this is one where Florida State was outside of the Texas schools, was right there, you know, putting in the work like like we saw him do with Malik Henry, like we saw him do with DeAndre Francois, like we saw him do with Jameis Winston. Um, it ain't over. Yeah. I promise you that. I, I don't think Grant Gannell is going to end his recruitment. I don't think his father's ready to end his recruitment. Uh, meaning, like completely shutting it down. Mm-hmm. He may be committing to A and M soon, maybe today. I do not think that'll be the last we hear of Grant Gunnell. I don't think it'll be the last time we see Grant Gunnell on Florida State's campus. I think he'll be back in July. If he comes back in July, he'll probably come back for a game in the fall. I mean, there's a lot left in his recruitment. There's one still way or still a ton of time, and with the quarterbacks, you don't really have to worry about it until the summer before their senior year. I think typically that's kind of. The end time. So even if he commits now, um, you know, even if he committed to Florida State now, which he's not going to do, but then you have a whole year you have to kind of fight off other teams and keep them keep right. them happy. So uh, in that sense, you know, not time to hit the panic button, but not the news I think that the fan base probably uh, probably wants after the Taraja Mitchell. Uh, one other thing, Josh, I want to talk about was. Uh, was at quarterback with Justin Fields. He's been, again, another one of our favorite guys to talk about. But the Elite 11's been going on. There's been stories with him and him talking about you know, his status with Penn State. Um, how do you read into that? And I guess where do you think? You know, it seems like he's mentioned Florida State as a team that's recruiting him. And I think he said that, that the teams that he's not committed to, that, that he's talking to, that they're all put him as number one quarterback on their board, which I guess would be kind of news that that quarterback is kind of becoming more situated if that's what Florida State's telling him. But I'm not sure um, – Want to get your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, Fields. I, don't, I mean, I don't think there's really much to report at this point. Besides, he had a good showing at the Elite Eleven, but his recruitment is kind of on hold because he's out there. He's not taking visits. He's he's focused on on the competition. 
I think we see him back at Florida State's campus this summer. That'll be that'll be the key, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see Florida State really making a move on him without getting him on campus this summer. Uh, from what I'm told, I expect him, but I also expect him to visit UF and, and a couple others. Mm-hmm. I think his recruitment will go probably through the summer. I don't know if if he's still going to be committed to Penn State. Is he going to flip? If he does decommit from Penn State, which I'm hearing could you know happen possibly this month, something could shake out. But if that does happen, when's he going to make his next decision? Does he want to make it before summer? These are all questions that we can't get answered until the dominoes start falling. So mm-hmm. for now, Fields is out there. We know Florida State's involved. We know Florida State's a player for him. And now we just got to see how the summer how it goes. All right. So patience, everyone. Deep breaths with everything. It's going to be okay. Uh, enjoy baseball game tonight if that's your thing. Uh, and we'll have a podcast tomorrow to kind of hopefully talk about where Florida State uh, baseball is doing next, but um, if not, we'll uh, we'll be here for you tomorrow as well. Anything else you want to add, Josh? Before before we go, no, it's just a great podcast. I appreciate you having me on. I know nobody listens, but just the fact that Chris Knee wasn't on today, I can't say enough. Thank you. You hear that, Chris? This may be the new. Uh, it's going to be the the Newsbergens known the BS and the fake news report. Uh, so we may kind of spin off here and branch, branch off and do our own thing. But anyways, for Josh, I'm Brendan Sinone, uh, Knowles 24-7 Podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll, uh, we'll be back in the next day or so. Bye.